superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I want to wish you a happy new year. A happy new year. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Brady looking, throws toward the end zone, receives all that, caught ball, touchdown, Saturday! He's either going to use speed and just go around the guy. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles, the Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. That's Ben Roethlisberger just being Superman. You don't get him to the ground. Coming up, Tampa Bay Bucks writer Rick Stroud. Your phone calls, complete NFL playoff possibilities, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo. TJ Jefferson, good to see you, sir. Hey, nowhere else I'd rather be, to be honest. Okay, very good. I appreciate you saying that. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mike, uh, what did you do for New Year's? I haven't asked you that question just yet. Uh, I was uh, mixing a pay-per-view fight on Fox and pay-per-view. Oh, is that right? First time. Broke new ground. That was actually cool. Rockman, how did you ring in the New Year's? Oh, man, I was in bed at 10 o'clock. Are you serious? Yeah. Welcome to having oh. a child. Yeah, I mean, Sarah had a set at the comedy store that night uh, on the big uh, New Year's New Year's Eve list, and uh, I was, like, uh, tapping out. <laughs> but I watched whatever movie was on TV. I didn't even mess with the shows, and I just, like, I'm out of this. Pretty much. Can't what about go. you, TJ Jefferson? What about you? On the couch watching Seacrest or Miley and Pete or whoever was on. I heard, I heard Miley drop. and Pete was... Uh, <laughs> It was a show, man. It was an interesting, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was, uh, you know, <clears throat> watching my favorite team in, uh, in, in football team and all the sports uh, get beat by Georgia. And, I was doing that as well. Um, yeah. yeah. You, were, you guys stayed away from me. I well, didn't get any text. Because I'm I not like, I personally am not like, I'm not going to like hit you up about that. So, well, what yeah. did you, what, did you want something? Oh, uh, I don't know. Just uh, I just appreciate you staying away because uh, it wasn't a good night. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I I knew better than that's to okay. just like sorry. you know try to power like, Hey, sorry, I don't, but I don't mean that. Eight four four two zero four rich is the the number to dial here on the program. Uh, joining us here at the top of hour number three on the Rich Eisen Show. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll take all your phone calls before the end of this third and final hour of this first show of 2022. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a man who's been covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers forever and a day for the Tampa Bay Times. Back here on the program is Rick Stroud. How are you, Rick? Hey, Rich. Never a dull moment. How are you doing? I know that, right? So uh, best you can tell, what happened on that sideline in MetLife yesterday with the Bucks and Brown? Well, I mean, I've I've sort of tried to piece it together as best I can. I, I don't know exactly what the conversation that, you know, Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown had on the sideline. Um, I can tell you that Arians was asking him what was wrong. You know, is something wrong with you? Um, and I don't know what, be, what, what Antonio Brown's response was. We know that it wasn't an injury, according to Bruce Arians. 
Um, they obviously have a process for that where you go to a trainer and the trainer will tell, tell the coach if you're out. Um, you know, and the next thing Bruce says, because they were in the middle of a drive, you know, he saw Antonio walking, you know, half naked through the end zone. So, he, you know, in, in Arian's mind, he quit the team. Now, he's not being very forthcoming. Obviously, there was some flashpoint, um, and maybe maybe Bruce is unaware of exactly what set Antonio off, but, um, you know, we saw Mike Evans come over, obviously, and try to talk him into not doing what he was doing, and, um, you know, as soon as he decided to quit, um, you know, I mean, that that can be interpreted as conduct detrimental, whatever, and, and uh, we don't know if they're going to release him today or what list he might wind up on, but his Bucks career is, is through, and it's still, you know, there's still obviously a side that, that Brown has not told yet, um, I suppose, but, um, you know, we'll see what he has to say, if he has anything to say at all. Well, so um, lots of questions, because yeah. based on Brady's response to it um, and, you know, calling for compassion um, and and also a call for Brown getting the help that he needs, along with um, the reaction that Brown had, whatever the blow up was on a sideline for a team that kept him despite the fake vaccination card that he handed in and a story that you broke a few weeks ago means there had to have been something going on behind the scenes. There had to have been something that we don't know about. Is there any sense that you can give us about what that something may be? Well, I, I think in general, and this is a general generalization, but um, you know, ever since this thing happened with, with, uh, uh, with the suspension, um, I don't think Antonio, since he returned felt the same relationship or closeness with the organization for whatever reason. Okay. Um, maybe that was because, uh, I, and I don't know that the bucks are at fault here. Um, and I, I just, I don't know how to, how to quantify that. Cause that's, that's Antonio's perception, but he definitely, he definitely had a streak to him. We talked to him after the game, you know, when he had the 10 catches for 101 yards um, at Carolina, his first game back, and he was paranoid. You know, he was sort of accusatory. I don't know who he was directing it at the media. He said people were trying to frame him, um, you know, that they, they talked about drama and all this sort of thing. Um, but there was a general sense, I think, among the team that he believed that something had changed, right, that they – um, you know, he had the suspension. I don't know what he expected the Bucks to do about it. Um, he got three games, not six, not eight. Um, he continued to work out and rehab his ankle at the facility. Um, but, you know, this guy, I mean, he's sort of a time bomb, Rich. I mean, he's done this to every place he's ever been. Um, I don't know what his, what his issues are. You know, before he rejoined this team, it was – you know, anger management and Tony Robbins and I'm a change, you know, all this stuff. I think Tom Brady really wanted him. I think Tom really cares about him. I think that's why Tom said what he said. I don't know if Tom has any particular reasons to, to, to be worried about AB uh, in the short term, but yeah, it's just, um, you know, I guess it was inevitable, but I, I do think that Brown, According to some people I've talked to, you know, just felt like you know things had changed when he got back from his suspension. Things had changed. I mean, they they 
they kept him, you know, and then they yeah, used exactly. him and then they employed him and they kept him employed yeah. and they, I mean, a yeah. hundred yards receiving in an NFL game is no, no small feat. And he keeps doing it. And that's, I, I, I don't understand, you know, which is why it leads me to believe that he might not be able to control this. And so, you know, and then you see yeah. him that he, with his bag and he's waiting for a driver who becomes famous because, you know, they post it out there and he doesn't seem to care that 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 he has a Hall of Fame career in front of him and can live out his days as a Hall of Fame athlete as opposed to some uh, guy who who reacts in a manner that makes other people famous for 15 minutes. It just makes no sense to me, Rick. You know, nothing on that. Yeah, I think you'd, I think you'd probably need a lot of time and, and more degrees than I have or you, Rich, to try to figure out, you know, what what causes Antonio Brown, you know, to react the way he has, um, you know, he, he, um, he's an absolute talent, you know, I think the bucks, I think sometimes too, you know, these teams see the talent and they, they really want it. Right. And obviously Brady did. And again, I, I'm not doubting Brady's, you know, sort of affinity for Antonio Brown for hours short or long. He was with him in new England, but, I, I don't. Tom cares about teammates. You know, I think he feels he's in a position to help people, and at this start stage of his career, that's what he wants to do. I think he tried to help Antonio, but in the meantime, you know, Tom's about winning, and he knew, he absolutely knew Antonio Brown would help him, and did. You know, and he caught one of the touchdowns in, in the Super Bowl, and you know, he put a ring on his finger, and and so that's that's important. There's a trade-off there, right? Um, and I think. In my mind, Bruce Arians absolutely would not have would not have uh, entertained the idea of Antonio Brown six months earlier. He told us it was too much diva. He didn't want any part of him, if not for Tom Brady. And you know, took him into his house, the whole thing. And I mean, look, Brady has rewarded the Bucks and everybody with the Bucks, you know, for for pulling off what was a remarkable, you know, Super Bowl run. So. The fact that they re-signed him again it was kind of a surprise because there's more legal trouble and entanglements in the offseason. He was the last guy they brought in here. They waited until two weeks and the, the waters had calmed down after he settled with his trainer. Um, trouble is never that far away from Antonio Brown. And it found him again. Uh, they took some shots for standing by the guy, Bruce in particular, and it came back to bite him. And, you know, why are any of us surprised? I don't know his issues um, you know, he seems very selfish to me at times. He certainly, you know, he didn't help Tom Brady. I mean, here's Brady sticking his neck out for him, and they're trailing in a game by 14. He decides he don't want to play. I don't think that's how you reward somebody that has gone to bat for you, you Rick, know. Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times here on the Rich Eisen Show. Anything to the incentives? Anything about that? That uh... No, because, you know, listen, they, um, he was very close to making a million dollars. You know, a couple catches here, a touchdown there. I mean, a year ago, they ran with, with Ronald Jones needing about 21 yards to get 1,000. They ran at the end of the final game of the regular season, three, two or three pop passes. You know what those are. You just go in motion, and essentially a glorified frontal handoff, mm -hmm. but in the air, which counts as a reception. They ran two or three of those to get him a quarter of a million dollars at the end of a game. I, I can't believe for a second that you're going to do that as an organization and then, you know, say, well, we don't want him. We're not going to play him as much because we don't want him to make a million dollars. Nah. That, that clearly wasn't the case. And, and anybody that suggests that is kind of reaching. That, that much I can assure you. 
Um, why he would leave that money off on the table, though, is surprising, although he hasn't been very smart, you know, um, getting fined. I mean, I think it cost him close to $300,000 for the the fake vaccination card issue. So, um, yeah, you know, $10,000 to a, to, a, uh, to a chef that he settled with before he came back. I mean, you know, all these things sort of build up. There's always this sort of explosion point. You can kind of see the warning signs and then, you know, and then it happens. And, you know, it's it's like I, I think I said this to you when we were texting last night. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite phrases is that, you know, you, you can lay down on hay and you may get eight hours sleep, but you're going to wake up scratching, you know, and I think the bucks are itching pretty good today. So moving forward, Rick, I mean, the bottom line is the two best, uh, two of Tom Brady's best wide receivers that will not be available to him. Fournette is banged up. Levante David, how, how do things look for a Bucks team that is definitely going to have to play a home playoff game in less than two weeks, unless they play that Monday night or it's two weeks from tonight? What do you, what do you have for me on on their readiness for the title defense when the rubber meets the playoff road? Yeah, I got nothing but more clouds. I mean, Ronald Jones has an ankle they're doing an MRI on. Keyshawn Vaughn has some some rib damage, uh, but he thinks he might be able to go. They're hoping Giovanni Bernard comes back from IR. I mean, this thing is dark and gloomy um, when it comes to weapons, but, you know, uh, Tom Brady does more with less and has in his past. And, and, you know, Mike Evans was out there. He was playing. He made some plays. Cyril Grayson has come out of nowhere, LSU track star, and it suddenly looks like a, a Pro Bowl receiver. Brashard Perriman's made a lot of plays in this league. You still got Gronk. You still got O.J. Howard. You still got Cam Brate. They're not going to just go in the fetal position, I can tell you that. Um, and, you know, defensively, they, they got to get Levante back, which they think they will. Um, they need Shaq Barrett, obviously. Um, but, you know, the secondary is fairly healthy. So they'll make their run. I mean, you know, um, you've got the GOAT. Uh, if they win another game, Rich, and if the Rams lose to San Francisco, who's playing to get in the playoffs, all of a sudden the Bucks have the two seed and two home games, and they'll they'll roll the dice if they got to go to Green Bay again. And I think that's the best-case scenario, and I wouldn't count them out, man. I didn't think they were going to go 93 yards against the Jets, you know, and score with 15 seconds either. Yeah, yesterday. I know. That's the Jets, Rick, and that's the tw- uh, number 12 uh, in that building um, against the Jets. So, come on, man. I mean, the, the, uh, I, I could have told you that. You could have texted me in the middle of that moment. I'm like, the minute that the Jets went on four on fourth and two and wound up sneaking it, apparently yeah. that that apparently yeah. that was a, an audible that it was supposed to go to Berrios on – on uh, one of those jet sweeps, and instead Zach Wilson yeah. went. I mean, I could have told you that, but um, so yeah. it, what about what about Shaq Barrett and Levante David? I mean, and 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 Fournette. What about those three guys in particular? Well, I, I think they're optimistic they'll get them back in some some capacity. I think Levante will be okay. Um, Shaq, I'm not sure about. Uh, although I, you know, it's not. It's not an injury that, that necessarily would, would prevent him from playing some in the playoffs. Um, you know, the question is, you know, what just because you're out there doesn't mean you're effective, right? Like, you know, okay, he's out there, but is, is he able to, to be Shaq Barrett or is he able to be Levante David? So these guys, you know, all got bites out of him. Obviously, Fournette did with his hamstring. Mike has battled, Evans has battled these throughout his career, so he, he knows, you know, how to come back from them. His wasn't as severe. 
Um, they'll line up. They'll all play. You know, it's a, it's a second season, as you know, Rich. And, um, you know, to have a home game, these guys have been really good at home. Uh, they'll figure it out. You know, I, 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 I just, you know, it's been a lot of adversity this year with the injuries. That's the only difference between the two seasons. They've actually been better overall, you know, this year, I think. I mean, they're going to win. They beat Carolina. They'll win 13 games first time in franchise history. Um, you know, back-to-back 12-plus win seasons. Brady having another. I mean, there, there's a lot of a lot of good, a lot of good that has happened. Even though you know this thing with the Jets didn't didn't look good, but I I would never count them out. I swear to you, I wouldn't. I could I could put holes in every team in the NFC and show you where they're vulnerable too. So we'll see. Um, we'll see who they have. That's going to be the key. Talk and talk about things that you can't um, make up. Right? Is that uh... Maybe it's going to be Le'Veon Bell, who Tom Brady leans on because Brown is gone. You know, I, 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 you can't make this stuff up in the NFL. So last one for you is what do you think Bruce Arians is thinking about tonight when he pours himself a couple fingers deep? What do you think? What are you thinking Well, maybe about? this afternoon. I don't know if he's going to wait. <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I know that. So <laughs> what do you think? What do you think you he's know thinking? What he's thinking Tom, you know what he's thinking? Is one, one thought, Rich. And he said it. He said it after the game. I've got Tom Brady. I've got Tom freaking Brady. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible, man. He's won seven. He's been to ten. You know that's a heck of a place to start. You got to slay them. You got to slay the monster. You know somebody's got to go out there and take it from him. I mean, he's unbelievable. And that's that's the you know just like yesterday. And you say, well, the Jets and all. I get that. You know what? He had Tom Brady. So so everybody on that team, everybody on that team, and in that organization. They believe they're going to do it. They will find a way because of number 12. That's all he's thinking about right now. Rick Stroud, thanks for the time. Let's do it again. Happy New Year to you, you and yours. Appreciate it. Take care, Rich. Have a New Year. You bet. That's uh, Rick Stroud at NFL Stroud on Twitter. That's what Brady, that's what he's thinking about. I've got Tom freaking Brady, and that's not a bad <laughs> yeah. thought to have. Yeah, helps, and man. you know what's going to happen? You know what, Tom? You know, that's what, what's going to happen? Tom's already said his piece about Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's gone to work, and I'm sure he's that's it, that's gone. And he'll, you know, reach out to Antonio how he sees fit if he thinks that he needs to be helped, and that's it, that's it. Compartmentalized. Let's talk about the uh, Carolina Panthers. We've moved on to Carolina. It's unfortunate that he's not going to be with us, but that's it. They'll ask him again in his press availability on Wednesday. And so if Tampa wins and the, the Rams lose, entirely possible, they're the two seed, and they get two home games, and the two home games could be, what, Philadelphia? And um, and then who? Dallas? Right? Could be Philadelphia and then Arizona? Could be Philadelphia and then the Rams? Beat all those teams. Winning, winnable games there in that yeah. stadium, and then they get their one shot at Green Bay unless somebody, one of the aforementioned teams, actually goes into Green Bay and one and duns Aaron Rodgers and sends that whole thing into, uh, you know, a Gutekunst land. <laughs> so exciting. Is it? I mean, we're, we're airing. God, the playoffs are going to be nuts. It's all beginning to come into focus. We'll take a break. Empty the phone banks. Miles Garrett, I chatted with him. He had something interesting to say about the opportunity in front of the Browns tonight to wrap up Big Ben's career in front of his home fans. That's coming up next. 
It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We just had a great chat with a fan from Cincinnati, Raymond. And now we know Cincy's Mount Rushmore. That was fun. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here. Uh, Al in Atlanta will take your phone call. What's up, Al? Morning, Rich. How you doing, Al? Good. Good. Doing well. Too well. Happy New Year, everyone. Same to you, Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, it was Al, great. Al, Al, before you start, I don't like the tone of your voice. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm I don't, I don't, I don't quite like the higher way. register. I don't quite, I don't, I don't like the, the whole. You don't thing. like the, this is going rich. I don't rich. like it. I don't like it at all. Al, but I feel you. Keep talking. Go, what, what's on your mind, Al? I think I know. But what's on, what's on your mind? Okay, I mean, I was, I was just saying, uh, I had a great New Year's Eve, great New Year's Day, and uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it was, it was a little. A little painful for you, so you know. With all due respect, I feel like I wanna I wanna allow you to use your celebrity to save a little humility. Which is what I don't know what that means. Like what? Do, I mean, you know, you know, you, you don't you don't gotta do the last line of the call of the dogs. You can just you can just you know uh, hook a brother up with like with like a nice coffee mug. <laughs> I didn't. Did I wager with him? I feel like you might have had a bet with Al. Did I? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Little, little one. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a hard one. I gave you odds. I gave you just the last line, and I had to learn the whole song. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah he wants a DMX yeah. impression. Yeah, the stakes right are now. very it's, even. It's, They're very very even. All right. What's what's the last line? What do I got to say? No, no, no. What's I'm, I'm giving line? you a chance to not even have to say it. What about? No, it's he okay. Just wants a mug. He wants a mug. Oh, I want some mug. I want the mug. All right. All right. uh, hang on, Adam will take your uh, Adam will yeah. take your address. How does that sound? 
Yeah, sounds great. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. It's Alan Atlanta. I didn't like that. <laughs> you knew where that was going Let me, Let me just repeat for everyone in the back. Let me repeat for everyone in the back. Those and by chips. everyone in the back, I mean the rest of the Big Ten. They're in the back. The back. Of the line. Okay? Yeah. All right? In the back. Yeah. I wouldn't have changed a thing. If you had told me when I came in the day after we beat Ohio State, and then if you had told me the day after Ohio State became a basketball school beating Duke, if you had told me the day after Brian Kelly confirmed that Notre Dame was a stepping stone job, if you had told me after Michigan State, okay, made the Peach Bowl and the quarterback of the team that they were winning against saying, yeah, this, 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 there's too much at stake for my future to play against you, Michigan State. If you had told me after we beat Iowa in the Big Ten, hey, Rich, it's going to be an ugly night against Georgia. Would you have changed anything? Do you, do you really want a piece of Georgia? My answer would have been yes every of the million times you asked me. Thank you, sir. You didn't want a piece, Rich. You, you want the whole thing. If you had told me this is all going to wind up, I always go back to pop culture. Mm-hmm. You guys have seen The Shining, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Scatman Crothers, God bless him. He had The Shining. He was able to connect with Danny. Okay, The boy was in the Overlook Hotel with his father going insane. He was able to connect with Danny, and he knew that he, Danny needed help. That Danny, something was going on. Danny he had to get guy. to the Overlook Hotel. He connected with him sitting there all the way in his spot in Florida. Oh, and he yeah. got on a plane and he flew all the way across the country. Like and then he got in a snowcat. And he went all the way up to the to the hotel. And he finally got in the hotel. And he was yeah. going to go speak to Danny. He was going to go save Danny. And as soon as he got there, boom, an axe right in the chest. <laughs> yep. It was the wrong move. Scott. The Orange Bowl was my axe in the chest. And the entire journey getting to that spot. Here's Johnny. Right in the chest. I would have taken that entire time if I was able to shine with the future and see what was happening in the Orange Bowl. I would have taken it every single time for the fact that my team did what it did all the way up to getting the axe in the chest. Fine with me. I wouldn't have changed a thing. Oh, yeah, no, I don't want to beat Ohio State. I don't want to do that. No, I I, I don't want to beat Ohio State with their Heisman Trophy candidate. (laughs) Quarterback. I, I, I don't want to do beat Ohio State with all three of their receivers, two of them who tapped out of the Rose Bowl. I, I, don't want to, I don't want any part of that. I don't want to do that and then watch Ohio State actually win the Rose Bowl. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that after watching Wisconsin then win the Las Vegas Bowl. I don't want to do that. I don't want to watch any of that stuff because my team might actually lose big time on the whole stage. I don't want any part of that. I say to you, no way. I'll take it every time. Obviously, I'd rather beat Georgia in that manner. And then go beat Alabama and win it all? Not the case right now. I know you feel this. So I'm, come for me all you want. Tweet at me all you want. Troll on me all you want. Every single one of the Big Ten teams can troll on me all you want. It, first of all, proves that you really weren't rooting for the conference when it all matters, that you actually have nothing but delight in watching the result that took place. So, why, why should they root for you? Because I would root for them, and they all tell me that. How what? many times have you heard Bruce? I root the for the rival, conference. But if you're the rival, I don't want you to win. But you're rooting for the conference against the SEC, where it just means more. 
I don't know, man. I kind of agree with you, Rich, because like they all say that every single Big Ten yeah. friend of mine will look me in the face and go, "I'll root for, I'll root for the conference well, anytime against the SEC." Face. Well, Brockman, you know, I, I dislike the NFC East very much, but when all those Super Bowls, when the Giants were in or the Washington team, or they you rooted so, for them? I can't say that I rooted for them, but I saw the bigger picture. Like, all right, well, at least our conference gets another Super Bowl. I would never that, root for the Yankees to win the World Series. Ever. I think it's different professional sports and collegiate sports. I you do? Think. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I but, do. But some people, the collegiate is their problem. Oh, the yeah, whole, whole sure. idea is you root for the conference when your team's out. That's oh. the whole idea. That's all I heard about in college. That's know. all I heard about from everybody else. That's what you hear from Breer all the time. And then he tweets out, if I was like something like I'd rather be on third base than show up and look like this or something like that, you know, in reference to the Harbaugh comment after beating Ohio State saying that Ryan Day was born on third or insinuating that he was born on third, thought he had a triple and I tweeted back at Albert I'm like, uh, I don't understand this reference, you finished in second not third you should be on second base, right? because you finished in second honestly, I don't want to hear any of it but I'm hearing it not a lot of fun that night so Al, Al in Atlanta can have his mug <laughs> That's where we're going with all this. Tonight's game, big Monday night football game tonight. The Steelers have an opportunity to make the playoffs. It's still high. But standing right in front of them is the team that ended their playoff run last year. I chatted with Miles Garrett last Friday before the Browns were eliminated by results that took place this week. Yesterday, that eliminated them. The Bengals winning the division obviously closed off that route to the playoffs for them. And then the wild card was closed off on them when the Chargers won. So that's the end of that. And then the Raiders won. That was the end of that. Two teams that they lost to. When the Raiders and Chargers won, that was the end of that. Browns are out of the playoffs. After making it last year and everybody thought they could go where they needed to go this year, take a step forward. They took a step back. Before all that, I asked Miles Garrett about ending Big Ben's Steelers' home career. And this is what he had to say. Did I hear you say that you're looking forward to making sure this is Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Hinesfield? Did I overhear you say something like that this week, Miles Garrett? <laughs> I don't think I said it, but I sure I, – I saw it in uh... – I didn't think it was a bad quote, you know, hearing it. No, but I just want to make sure I did hear that, that that, that is your intention, correct? Of course. I mean, <laughs> I didn't say it, but that is my intention. You did not say it. So how did, I, I get, it, how did that get ascribed to you? I don't understand. I, I heard. I'm not sure. At least I, I don't recall saying I don't think I, t- I talked to anybody who would, uh, who would put that out. But okay. uh, I, I don't disagree. I, w- I would love for this to be his, his, his last home game. And we can send him off with the with the L. That that'd be perfect. <laughs> See, so you did say right here, I guess, uh, in this conversation. I love it. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I like. I kind of like Miles Garrett. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he we we also talked, and you could check out the full conversation on our YouTube page. Talked about his uh, graveyard. You know, that he had oh, yeah. for Halloween Probably. and how Bruce Smith, Fun. he wants to be an all-time great. He watches what he gets, how he gets psyched up for games. 
He gets says he gets psyched up for games. He watches YouTube videos of all-time greats that he wants to be like. Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith. Nice. That's what he does. Then I asked him about what was going on with this season and if Baker Mayfield gets a bad rap. What's your front row seat to watching Baker Mayfield work? Tell me something that uh, about him that folks might not know, Miles Garrett, for you. Uh, he, he puts it all on himself. I don't know that no people really, really see that, you know, whether it's an end of a drive or, you know, wide receiver slipping. No, whatever whatever happens, he's he's usually thinking that no, he could have he could have done something better right there. Whether whether he got three points, he could have got six, and uh, he had to find a has to find a way to get better. Whether it's on a certain play, drive, or, or during the game, no, he he's very cerebral in, in in the fact that he he wants to be better and how he's trying to like work through this. You know, almost every time he he turns the page, but he's like, well, how can how can we make this this next one better? How can I how can I improve? Does he get a bad rap? Do you think? Uh, I think so. I think he gets a bad rap. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, no. Sometimes we have lows. I, I, I'm in a, I'm in a, what, a slump right now. I haven't had a sack in two games, and I mean, he had he had a bad game last game. At the end of the day, he he could turn around and have four touchdowns, and you know, that's that's sometimes the name of the game. You just got to be able to bounce back. Now the team's going to have to bounce back from being eliminated. They're taking on the Steelers to try and wrap them up, and then the Bengals. That's a big game for Cincinnati, too, don't you think? Yeah. That's a big game for Cincinnati as well, because if you look at the AFC standings, you know, it is possible that Cincinnati could wind up being your two seed. Okay? If they win and the Chiefs lose in Denver. Right. That's a tiebreaker. Or, you know, the Bills are taking on the Jets. If they lose that, they wind up as the four seed. I don't know if I'd want to face the New England Patriots in my first playoff game. I mean, it's tough to win in your first playoff game. And and here comes Bill and Mac Jones. Mac versus Joey. I mean, the the, the, the possibilities are, are are amazing. But I I'm I'm curious to see how the Browns respond tonight, having been eliminated. And then next week, too. And how Baker can try and plant the flag on two teams as they go out the door of the season that was a patent disappointment, just a total disappointment. Baker's got a lot to play for personally. I think so, too. I mean, he's trying to ink up and lock in a long-term deal there. How about Miles Garrett saying he's in a slump? He hasn't had a sack in two games. <laughs> I think for him that's considered a slump, right? That's a slump for him. I can't wait to see what the Browns look like tonight because what a season it was. I mean, they started out in a game. I mean, let's just do this real quick because I I, I kind of want to sum up the Browns' season. We all know they start that game in Kansas City and and uh, they're up and then lose late against the Chiefs team that we know if you wanted to get them. Get them while they get this good first seven weeks. Browns had them and couldn't finish it off. Then there was that home game against the Texans. Remember when Davis Mills came in and made a game of it? Mm-hmm. Then they play the Chicago Bears, and that, as we know, no slump for Miles Garrett. I think he had half of his sacks in that game of Justin Fields. They go to Minnesota, and they can't put points on the board. They play the Chargers, 
All they could do was put points on the board, but they couldn't stop the Chargers from putting points on the board. They ha- they play the Arizona Cardinals at home, and that was a dreadful day as well. 37-14, they just get spanked. They play the Cardinals at the wrong time, but they also didn't have many answers. Then comes that game against Denver where, you know, Baker Mayfield is hurt because J.J. Watt knocked him out of that game. It was the Case Keenan might be better conversation. That was what we were going through all that where I'm like, are you kidding me? And I made you Brockman read out every name from Spurgeon <laughs> Wynn to Tim Couch to everything saying, is that where you want to go back? Right, right, right. Then Baker comes back. They lose to the Steelers. And we're all wondering what the hell's going on with them. They wax the eventual AFC North champion That's Bengals. Crazy. And that was their path to the playoffs. That was their best path to the playoffs which was to finish up strong and then sweep the Bengals and maybe put that wild card, that uh, uh, tiebreaker card on the table. Problem is they could not beat the Patriots if their life depended on it in that Week 10 game. They barely beat Detroit. Right. They lose to Baltimore, have a bye week, come back, beat Baltimore, and then COVID hits. The game gets pushed, but not in time for Baker Mayfield to come back. They lose to Vegas, even though big Nick Mullins gave him the lead late. They lost with the defense as a whole slumped at the end of that game with Derek Carr. Pulled that out of his you-know-what. Followed up by the game that you heard Miles Garrett just say was a bad game for Baker. Four interceptions against Green Bay. And they're eliminated with two to play. What a... Uh, their coach got knocked out due to COVID. All sorts of injuries. The defense looked weird in the first couple months of the season. By weird, I mean just inconsistent and poor. The whole old Dell can't play for us anymore. What a catch he had to save the bacon for the Rams yesterday mm-hmm. with his fingertips on a fourth down grab that followed up with a touchdown grab for the Rams. Why didn't that happen? And Cleveland. Is it Baker? Is it Stefanski? Well, these are all questions that are going to be answered, and it would behoove them to finish up strong. It would be much better. What a season for the Browns. Step back, unfortunately. But they could finish up by sending Big Ben out in front of the terrible towel-waving fans wanting to say farewell to him. Yeah. And uh, they could send them out by quieting them down. And then beat the Bengals just to say we should have won this division anyway. It's possible. Possible. Can't wait to watch it. It's going to be fun. All right, your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial when we come back here on the program. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% 
on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're live here in Los Angeles, back on the Rich Eisen Show. Mercedes-Benz Vans wants you to know it may be a new year, and it's a perfect time to start thinking about the dream you might have forgotten about. It's time for you to understand that there is maybe more to life than you just sitting around forgetting about your dream. It's time for you to get reacquainted to maybe living the van life in a fully customized, totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could live that van life. You could go on vacation. You could tour every national park site. You could see your friends. You could see your family. Or maybe more, most importantly, certainly in this new year, start up your own business. It's really whatever you dream up because the Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about includes you uh, it's a, uh, innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. You could expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine. It runs like uh, a dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter. Tell them your dream sent you. Um, we just had uh, our friend Ben from Mississippi call up. I, I, again, I, I, I didn't see the full Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game. Why, why can't Georgia beat Alabama with the team that just waxed my alma mater? Why can't that happen? Um, just past history? Stetson Ben didn't play well in the SEC championship. And... Um... Yeah, Alabama was really able to kind of exploit the back end of that Georgia defense. Kind of rendered the front seven, which is so good for them, kind of out of the game. I don't know, man. I'll give you more of a chance. I'm just saying. Then again, maybe I'm just, uh, I covet what I see, to use the uh, Georgia's favorite of the game. Do you think they should be favored against Alabama? I don't know. Alabama didn't put that bang thing on Cincinnati in the same way that Georgia did to my alma mater. That's true. You know. Cincinnati had right at the end of the half the ability to score and then get the ball back on the other side of halftime. And they went three and out, and Alabama scored. Michigan had that opportunity, and Georgia scored twice more. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Uh, Let's go to... Jeff in West Virginia. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. How's it going? Happy New Year. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. And, uh, yeah, I'd just like to go back to early in the show. I totally support your statement on the opt-in and opt-out for players, Mm -hmm. and I support the transfer portal as well. I mean, so much mega money in college athletics nowadays. It's great to see the players getting a chance and – I'm from on the Ohio border, so uh, I spent a lot of time in Athens, Ohio. I can't say that I actually got to see Joe Burrow play, but I did get to see 
Big Ben play there several times with uh, when he was uh, coming to OU with Miami of Ohio. So, guys, have a good one. Thanks. Right back at you. Right back at you. What college football just needs to do is get more uh, of a structure, okay? Like, again, coaches can't leave in a certain time until something's over. Deadlines. Okay. Well, I mean, like windows, Right. In the same way, like you push back the signing period to when the bowl games are over. Okay, you give like a, a a month period once all the bowl games are over to go and recruit for everybody, and that's when coaches can change spots. Like you can't just have a situation where somebody leaves before a a season's over. You know. Yeah, like that doesn't of, happen in the NFL. Like when you have windows in the NFL, you should just put those in in college football. And I think it would be a lot better. I did find know? myself rooting for Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman just because he I got, like him. I, I do like too. Him. And he was thrown into this situation, and he's got a coach in the bowl game. So right. I found myself like wanting him to succeed, but it is a tough spot to be in. So uh, I want to thank today's guests, uh, Rick Stroud and Big Ben Roethlisberger and Miles Garrett today. Uh, I want to end the show today by um, talking about John Madden. And um, it's, it's something that just hit me in the gut that someone so full of life no longer is alive. It just really shakes you. He lived a life in full age, 85. There's no doubt about it. And his career and life is remarkable. Again, uh, a guy who, you know, tried to play football, couldn't break through, tries coaching. He's a young guy on a staff of a, of a, a franchise run by Al Davis out there in California, the Raiders. He gets an opportunity age 32. 32. Imagine. I mean, 32 is young now. Could you imagine what was back then? And he had a 10-year career that, you know, burnt him out, gave all he could. And that 10-year career, he did so much within it, that got him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yep. Peter King had an incredible nugget. He retired at the age of 42 from coaching and wound up as a Hall of Fame head coach. Bill Parcells wound up as a Hall of Fame head coach. His first game as a head coach was at age 42. And at age 42, Madden decides to try something else in broadcasting. And folks, we all love listening to Romo and his freewheeling style. And you hear, you know, all other announcers and you watch them draw on the screen. He was the first to do that. Madden was the first to draw on the screen and have a telestrator and show X's and O's for you at home. He was the first to hold meetings with coaches and players before broadcasts. Mm-hmm. So you, he wanted to know what you think and what a player's thinking so he could then use it on the air for his audience. Everybody does that now. And he speaks and he spoke in such plain English that he was a smart man for a cerebral sport who loved the physical nature of it and spoke in such plain English 
that he made everyone understand it and want to hang with him. I first became aware of John Madden. I, I was too young to really watch the Raiders play football back in the day and know him. I, I, I got to know him as that coach who was on all those beer commercials. And he would go, boom, you know, he would burst through, you know, the end at the Miller Lite commercials. And him, he was the biggest personality in a, a commercial spots with tons of huge personalities. Rodney Dangerfield, Bubba Smith, Dick Butkus, Billy Martin, Mickey Spillane, Boog Powell. And then my kids know him as the video game guy. So my kids know him. I know him. His generation knows him. Him with Summerall and then him with Al and then him with us. You know, he's one of those people that you felt you knew him. Because you knew the guy that you saw on the screen and you heard on your screen was not at all a put-on or filter. He was genuine, a genuine article. Loved the sport. Coaches reached out to him. He reached out to the coach. The commissioner used him as a sounding board for player safety for years. A, a giant, a giant for, who will never be replicated. Never. Never. A genuine article, and I got to meet him and know him, and I was an honor that I hosted the press conference where he was announced as a Pro Football Hall of Famer. And I'll never forget his speech where he talked about the busts in the room in Canton who talked to each other at night. And he says, we're going to talk about whoever, whatever, forever. And that was his way of talking. I get goosebumps even remembering. It's like poetry. That was out of his mouth, like plain English Shakespeare. You know? Rest in peace, John Madden, sir. Rest in peace. And thank you for everything. 